Welcome to the Artificial Intelligence Podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Huang. I talk anything and everything that has to do with AI, ML, and data science. So there are three kinds of biases in AI models, and let's go over how to address them. So in general, automated decision-making tools are becoming increasingly common in our world. There's a problem though. Many of the machine learning models behind them, from say facial recognition to online advertisements, are showing clear evidence of racial and gender biases. So as ML models become more widely adopted, special care and expertise are needed to ensure that AI actually improves the bottom line fairly. So ML models should uh, be targeting and eliminating biases rather than making the discrimination worse. But in order to build AI models, we must first build better methods to identify the root cause of bias in AI. So that means that we have to understand how a biased AI model learns um, a bias relationship between its inputs and outputs. So researchers are identifying three categories for bias in AI. The first one is algorithmic prejudice. The second one is negative legacy. And the third one is underestimation. So algorithmic prejudice occurs when there's a statistical dependence between protected features and other information used to make a decision. Negative legacy refers to biases already present in the data used to train the AI model. And then lastly, underestimation occurs when there just isn't enough data for the model to make confident conclusions for some segments of the population. So let's do a deeper dive into all three of these. So the first one is algorithmic prejudice which stems from correlations between protected features and other factors. So when this happens, we can't reduce bias uh, simply by removing the protected characteristics from our analysis uh, because the correlation may lead to biased decisions based on non-protected factors. So let's take, for instance, um, early predictive policing algorithms, uh, which you know did not have access to racial data when making predictions, but the model relied heavily on geographic data. So for instance, zip codes, which is correlated with race. So in this way, models that are blind to demographic uh, data like gender and race can still encode this information through other features that are statistically correlated with protected attributes. So. Um, The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which works to ensure that lenders comply with fair lending laws, has has found like statistical methods that combine uh, geography and surname-based information into a highly reliable proxy uh, probability for race and ethnicity. So these findings refute the uh, the prevalent uh, misconception that an algorithm will automatically be less biased if it's given access to protected classes. 
Uh, and this phenomenon, known as proxy discrimination, can be uh, mitigated once the root cause is identified. Uh, that is, you know, violations can be repaired by uh, locating intermediate computations within a model that create the proxy feature and then replacing them with values that are less correlated with the protected attribute. Now, counterintuitively, the, uh, the, the naive solution of removing the protected features from model training can actually hurt um, already disadvantaged groups in certain cases. So in the U.S. Um, judicial system, for instance, um, correctional authorities and parole uh, boards use checklists of risk factors to make fair decisions about incarceration and release. So when both humans and AI models have uh, basic information like gender, age, um, current charge, and number of prior adult or, or juvenile offenses, um, human and models perform comparably. Um, however, if you know giving both humans and models you know ten additional risk factors related to education and substance use, um, these researchers have researchers have found that uh, machine learning models are more accurate and less prone to bias. So this underscores the need to understand the root cause of an AI model's bias. Um, instead of blindly employing remedial strategies. The second type of, uh, of bias is known as the negative uh, legacy. Um, now, it's already possible that an algorithm's bias stems directly from um, biases present in its training data. So, for instance, um, machine learning models trained to perform language trans uh, translational tasks uh, tend to associate female names with attributes like uh, parents or wedding, while male names had stronger associations with words like uh, professional or salary. So it's unlikely that the model is picking this association up on its own. Rather, it's, you know, it's, it is trained on uh, a large amount of text that reflects these gender um, uh, roles. So this is an example of uh, what's what's known as a negative legacy. So within natural language processing, gender biases is troubling and a, a very well-studied problem. A clear understanding of uh, its cause uh, presents avenues uh, to correct it. So in languages like English, where nouns and um, adjectives tend not to be uh, gendered, researchers have found ways to enforce a word embedding to uh, remain gender neutral. In other languages where um, language is inherently um, genderized, like for instance uh, French, um, language can be augmented to uh, prevent biases by introducing new examples that break casual associations between gendered and gender neutral words. So in other application uh, areas, uh, negative legacy can be one of the hardest types of biases to mitigate as um, the biases is inherently built into the database that the machine learning model is, is learning from. So as such, um, the models can um, create like years of systematic biases against a population, you know, redlining, for, for example, or systematically denying uh, loans to people based on where they live can bias loan approval uh, data sets towards whites. 
um, or Caucasians. So this um, bias in the in the data then leads to biased behaviors of the AI model. You know, although you know existing um, bias uh, mitigation strategies might try to boost credit acceptance rates of say like black applicants. This might um, obscure the true cause of the model's bias and make it difficult to address um, the underlying issue. Um, so FICO scores, for instance, which is a commonly used as, a, as an input in decision-making or credit, credit decision-making, have been shown to um, exhibit racial discrimination. Um, in this case, um, post hoc bias uh, mitigation strategies would be less effective than seeking out alternative data sources that also exhibit casual connections to credit um, worthiness. So this uh, negative legacy could be mitigated uh, by finding alternative data. Now the last type of bias is known as underestimation. Now just as the data uh, can be biased, it can also be insufficient or there's not enough of it. So without enough data, machine learning models can fail to converge or provide reliable predictions. Now, this is a problem of underestimation. So Amazon recently trained a machine learning model to screen applicants in its hiring process. But like all other tech companies, Amazon has a disproportionately male workforce. So this data, imbalance uh, makes its AI model more confident when evaluating men, uh, leading to stronger rec recommendations for male applicants. Now, recognizing the bias in the recommendations made by the model, Amazon actually scrapped this model from its uh, their current recruiting pipeline. Now, Amazon may have been able to build an unbiased recruiting tool had they sought out more or better data but without a proper understanding of why the bias you know, arose, this would actually have been impossible. So in the case of underestimation, a model's certainty of its predictions can be analyzed across subgroups of the population, and the underlying data set can be diversified by automatically augmenting it with new instances. So measures of model certainty and stability on the population are critical to understanding whether a model is even prepared to make credible uh, predictions on or like for a group of people. Um, so in the case of underestimation, the data set provided isn't sufficiently um, expressive to capture the nuances of the data. However, adversarial training methods or techniques to promote fairness or ad hoc bias uh, mitigation strategies will likely not be as successful as augmenting the data set to be more comprehensive. Now, it's no secret that algorithms can encode and um, you know create these biases, but this can have devastating consequences. Um, but while this paints a stark picture, it's important to remember that Algorithmic bias, unlike human bias, is ultimately quantifiable and fixable if dealt properly. So instead of taking a blind approach to reducing AI bias, a precise understanding of the true causes behind biases is essential to developing and deploying safe 
and uh, trustworthy AI. So while these causes are complex, researchers continue to develop better ways to measure um, outcomes for specific groups, identifying specific features that, um, that cause these differences, and choose reasonable uh, mitigation strategies for specific sources of biases. So as more decisions are automated, we must combat bias at its root in order to create a fair and equal AI model. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can contact me at tonyphoang.com for more information on AI, ML, and data science.